Hello and welcome to this pilot episode for the Construction Youth Network. My name is Craig Shaw and I will be your host. So I wanted to take this opportunity really to kind of discuss my initial thoughts, um, my own sort of perceptions and objectives for the podcast. And I think for a lot of young professionals, given the year that we've had, it's been quite a uh, an emotional sort of roller coaster with plenty of ups and downs. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had a lot of time to self-reflect and get more of an idea of where you want to go long term with your career and your ambitions. Um, and what I've found is there's not a lot out there that relates directly to young professionals in construction you know there's not there's there's not much out there of people representing them and i feel having this this podcast this um, this network enables or it provides an opportunity for young professionals to share their stories to um, to sometimes I suppose it's almost like a, a therapy session really and nine times out of ten you'll come across someone somewhere that's been through very very similar experiences to you yet may have handled the situation completely differently and I think by having this platform where uh, students where sort of newly qualified professionals and even those with uh, sort of three four five six years experience it it enables people to feel more confident in exchanging stories and to feel like they're not alone uh, especially in the given circumstances that we're at the moment with covid19 and hopefully somewhere along the line be able to help listeners um, be able to help potentially students provide um, I suppose indirect advice in some cases um, which for me is what this podcast is all about it's all about trying to um, learn from each other's mistakes uh, provide advice to each other and hopefully help people become more confident in themselves more comfortable interacting with people and networking and having the ability to um, approach I suppose uh, employers and having those necessary conversations around their career progression and and what they want to do in the future so to do this my aim will be to um, hold discussions with various uh, young construction professionals um, to sit down and discuss how they got involved in construction to begin with um you know their their career to date you know whether they do have any work experience whether they're still studying um and i suppose potentially where they want to go in the future where they see themselves um as well as challenges they may have faced to date you know what their concerns are um how potentially COVID uh, may have impacted upon them, upon their studies, how they could be lacking that important face-to-face -face time they need with mentors, for example. 
as well as what advice they would give others coming into the profession and potentially what they would do differently. So that's a little bit about the podcast. Um, I want to talk to you just very briefly about about my journey and what I've done to date and how I started. Um, I strongly believe I wouldn't be in the position I am now without those that I looked up to as a as a trainee and as a as assistant building surveyor, um, and even those with friends and colleagues I surrounded myself with throughout my my academic studies as well, and. I do feel genuinely very fortunate and to me this is an opportunity now to to give back. So I actually started out at um, Forrett Council as an apprentice handyman. Um, I was in the position for a little over a year. Um, it was a lot of fun at the time I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the people and sort of being around the building getting to know the faces getting um, getting chatting to people and sort of a sense a sense of satisfaction with some of the tasks we undertook but towards my apprenticeship I was informed that I was not going to be kept on because the position was for an apprentice so I very quickly cottoned on to the fact that I'm I may be out of a job and that I'm I'm gonna to have to start searching and for someone that I would describe at the time as not very confident um, in his abilities and as much as I suppose it may have appeared on the outside to certain people from what I've been told um, I took a lot to heart and it may have been just due to my personal circumstances at the time my family life etc um, but for me it was it was a very sort of it was a dark time for me and um, I did I definitely struggled definitely struggled but I was fortunate that a colleague um, recommended to one of the senior managers at the time um, that I, I I would be a good building surveyor I think was the term that was used I, I may be wrong um, and he, re he mentioned it to one of the senior managers uh, the account managers at the time and the next kind of thing I knew I was being approached um, I was sat down in this tiny little cubicle office with the account manager um, and he said to me like they've been impressed uh, with how I've sort of conducted myself and behaved throughout my apprenticeship and completing it etc and would I be interested in becoming a, a trainee building surveyor and do you know at the time I didn't know what a building surveyor was like um, I walked past these desks of people every single day um, to go and see my line manager uh, at the time and um, I had no idea what they did and 
the account manager, he, he told me at the time, you know, go away, think about it and uh, um, sort of come back to me. And I remember that night doing my own sort of my little bit of research and um, talking to my mum and my family about it. And I just remember thinking, there's no way I can do this. <laughs> like, it's crazy now thinking about it, but... Honestly, like I just I thought like I'm I'm not cut out for that. I have no no experience at going out and looking at buildings and undertaking measured surveys and understanding different components of buildings and how they interact and you know um, defect analysis that kind of thing and let alone project management and design specification. So I was I was fully prepared to say no. And I remember there was I was I was walking around the building one day and the one of the managers at the time we had a very brief verbal discussion and I kind of from that discussion I got the impression like he didn't want me to do it uh, for whatever reason for whatever reason but it was kind of like a you can't do it discussion and to me in my head I don't know why but something kind of switched and I think ever since throughout my career I've kind of had that mindset now of proving people wrong um, when someone says that you can't do it in fact if you put your mind to it and you put the time and the effort into it you can um, and yeah I, I think I I had another meeting where I kind of said yes like I'm, I'm interested in this but I want to learn more about it and what the people um, at the council were doing at the time so I got um, I was very lucky that I got the opportunity to shadow um, one of the building surveyors at the time who's now my much senior sort of manager um, and every Friday afternoon I would get to sit down with him and we would go through tenders we go out on site visits. I remember um, one of the very first site visits, we were going to look at a property that had suffered from subsidence and um, the surveyor was putting together a, a tender documentation for underpinning the, the residential building. And uh, um, I kind of, the more I started to read about it and get involved from even just the shadowing perspective I really started to in, enjoy it um, and sitting down on um, on AutoCAD to begin with and learning how to rotate certain shapes etc um, I, I really like that design element and I still do to this day I still really do love that design element of building surveying um, and yeah before I knew it uh, um, my apprenticeship had finished and I became a trainee building surveyor and um, it was it was very rewarding very rewarding it was a tough time um, and starting out as a trainee building surveyor there's there's a giant learning curve giant learning curve and as I said before I, f I feel very fortunate for the people I was surrounded by at the time because they they gave up their time to sit down and show me how to do things, you know, how to draft a specification, um, 
how to lay out drawings, how to fold drawings. I remember a whole conversation on how to fold an A1 and A0 drawing, um, which I think actually looking back, looking at now, a lot of um, people take for granted and they, they don't think about it. And young professionals, I don't think maybe get that advice. Um, especially with COVID at the moment, if everyone's working from home, how are those trainees, those assistants getting that input? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so giant learning curve to begin with. Um, but I started my uh, a level three equivalent because I didn't do A levels when I left school. So I'd done a BTEC level three uh, part time at Havering College in Raynham uh, for two years. And then I done two years part-time as well uh, following that for my HNC in construction again at Havering College um, and within that time fortunately I had progressed I um, interviewed and successfully promoted to building surveyor status um, and as of recently um, sort of May 2020 I'd finished my uh, undergraduate uh, BSc in building surveying at Anglia Ruskin University. So I'm still fresh out the surveying scene. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is my first academic year, not training, if I think about it, since school, since I was 16. Um, so I kind of feel like I understand where students are coming from as well as an employer's perspective now, you know, looking for um, apprentices, looking for trainees, etc., and that kind of mindset. Um, what I would say is that I started my my RICS APC um, just over a year ago, if it was uh, September 2019, um, and it was whilst I was actually enrolling on the APC that I started to to think about sort of my progression so far um, as well as actually my involvement in the industry um, not just in surveying but as a whole and it kind of dawned on me at that point that I had gone I'd come all this way doing my my five day five days a week nine to five job you know um, I'd done all my like my academic studies you know um, but I didn't feel very um, involved and switched on as to what was happening in the construction industry as a whole. As a whole, um, if they'd asked me at college and at university to do an assignment, you know, I'd go away, sit down, do the research, etc., and produce the reports. And the same at work, but I, I had very little idea what was going on outside of those those elements. So. I made a very conscious decision at that point that I think has definitely helped me in the last year, but I needed to put myself out there more, become more involved. Um, and since then, I mean, I finished university in May. Um, I became a committee member for um, a regional committee member for the COB Novus Group for um, young professionals. Um, 
I've certainly built upon my network, I'd like to think, with regards to maintaining contact with certain friends throughout college and university and people I've met at networking events, um, as well as LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I found, is a very, very valuable resource for young professionals. And I think it's underutilised by young professionals because, again, going back to this whole confidence issue, but i tell you what I have found is that people really do like to help. I can't say that I've ever messaged someone and they've come back and they've outright said no. If they can't help me directly, they've pointed me in the right direction. Um, and I think, that, like I said, that, that whole issue of being a, a trainee, being in that position, that starting off and trying to build those relationships, it, it does resonate with some people and they they understand it. They've been there themselves at some point. Um, and I, I don't think anyone in their right mind would re refuse helping someone if they needed it. Um, as I said before, even if it's just pointing someone in the right direction or answering a question. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if someone sent me a, um, a message asking me a question, uh, um, taking five minutes out of your day just to answer that question, um, I think is something that's undervalued. And... And it's quite easy for for people to forget um, the impact that they do have on other people as well, you know, by taking that time out to respond and help each other. Um, because as I said before, everyone's been there at some stage. So my ultimate message would be from that is don't underestimate the power of networking and, and reaching out. Um, I think it's a lot easier these days for people to message via social media than it was maybe 20, 30 years ago to approach people face to face even and and strike up those initial conversations. So make the most of it. You At the end of the day, you have nothing to lose um, by sending those messages as the worst they could ever do is say no. So that's about it for today with regards to um, an introduction to the Construction Youth Network. Um, I want to thank you all for taking the time out to, to listen. Hopefully um, my story has helped in some way, shape or form. Um, if any of you would like to get involved, please do not hesitate. Send me a message on social media or via email. Um, I will leave my contact details in the uh, description of the podcast below. And I hope to bring you another episode soon. Oh, 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 oh,